missed you last week. I miss being with you. Uh, hopefully, most of you got a chance to watch the podcast, the video podcast that we recorded. And uh, you'll be seeing a little bit more of that this coming year for us as we move into 2020. We just believe it's a place for us to go. It gives us an avenue to reach people a little bit differently. And uh, you're kind of our tester. You're kind of the ones that tell us whether you like it or not. So go watch it and tell me whether you like it or not. Uh, because it'll be helpful to us. Let me just tell you a couple of things before we jump into the uh, scriptures today. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we launched into our Occupy campaign to pursue the payoff of this mortgage of this house. Now it belongs to us. We occupy it. And uh, it felt good the other day to cut a hole in the wall, and it didn't matter. I could do it and not care. But uh, seriously, it just gives you an opportunity maybe to see if you want to be a part of that with us. We'll never beg you. We'll never coerce you to do any of that. But it is a tool, a way to help you. We've put some figures on there to help you if you wanted to do a weekly, monthly, or annually commitment with that. It just helps us pay off that thing a little bit earlier. Our goal is to pay it on in five, three to five years at the most and uh, saves a boatload of money, saves $2 million if we do that. And uh, a lot of places we can put that, I'm sure you know that. Um, and let me just let you know what you do with the income that comes into this house. Here in about uh, a couple weeks, Thanksgiving here is upon us. And uh, remember I told you here in the last series that this season is the one I love the most. It's our season where we get to make a difference. It's where we get to get out there and to be a blessing to the community a little bit more than just kind of focused on ourselves in the house. And uh, <clears throat> every year for the firemen, the police, and EMS, uh, from Duck all the way to Manio, we hand out Thanksgiving meals to them. Uh, this week, this year, we will be doing it the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. So there's three ways you can get involved with that. One, uh, cook a dessert. Men or women, not, not limited to anybody, cook a dessert. Uh, the meal itself is actually provided by uh, Joanna from Cafe Lachine. She cooks the Thanksgiving meal. I think 15 total is what we will actually be giving out. So you can do that way. You can come and uh, volunteer with us on the Tuesday before to go out and actually deliver those meals. Um, and we split that up through the volunteers. All of this is in the foyer. You can sign up with it, or you can go on the app and make note of it there. Uh, another thing that I wanted to remind you about the app it's something that you can uh, kind of sign up for on your phone. You always can follow the notes and what we're teaching on that app, especially during most of the services. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, this week, you're going to find out that um, I just got a host of things in my heart that, that I feel like is necessary to get out to us. Uh, just especially with this series on the place of Thanksgiving. It's, it's a very misunderstood word in a sense of, of just something we just kind of pass by and step over and never give the attention to what the scriptures does. The scripture puts a lot of emphasis on it. It's directly connected to you walking in victory in your life and your faith. And uh, the reason I said that is because the direction I'm going to go today, in your notes, there's a lot more notes to go with this. And uh, you, you would be bored or upset with me, or we wouldn't be able to change services if we tried to do all of that. I just put it all out there so that I could be a blessing to you. The first part you will see on the app is not what we're teaching in this service or the one before. Uh, it's going to give you five things that the place of Thanksgiving is and what it does for you. One of those, it helps you gain perspective of what you're fighting. So it uh, brings God on the scene, a lot of different things. So go read that on your own. It'll help you. Once you get to the end of those, uh, number five, that's where we're going to kind of pick up right now and uh, really gain some things that I think will help us because I think some of us are in some battles that are bigger than us. 
uh, just kind of sensing that in my heart. How do we get out of that? How do we face those? And they might even be some battles and things that you didn't even cause, that you didn't have a thing to do with. They're just there. But before we do that, listen to me. Here's why. At the beginning of this year, we got on course to really just to discover something very important to uh, really to see what's important to God and his plan and purpose for our lives. What does he value? And uh, we said that to do that, we've got to begin to ask some questions and learn some things along the way. And, and now we're in this season of Thanksgiving. So where in, in, in God's eyes, in his place of importance, on the line of importance to God, how valuable is this season of Thanksgiving to him? Well, we're learning it's not just a season. We're learning that it is a way of life. It is a way to live, just like the, to live by faith. I said to you in the scriptures, uh, we've, of course, we, we teach faith so much and all the time, and, and hopefully today we'll kind of give you a little bit more boost to do that. But we, we said that according to the scriptures, to live by faith is, is to live by what you believe. But you can believe anything. You can be convinced of anything. You believe that when you sit in that chair, this is faith, that it's going to hold me up. I'm not going to fall. But we're talking about a belief and a faith in a God that believes for the impossible to be done in your life. And he loves that part of your life because that's where he gets to be who he is. Well, that faith and that belief becomes a security to me or a foundation to me, something that I stand on. It becomes that it's an expectation of mine that God's going to come through for me. Four different places in the scripture he says to live this way. Once in the old, three in the new. The covenant that you and I live in. Live this way by faith. Everybody say by faith. Well, here in this subject of thanksgiving, it's another place where we see that same kind of emphasis, that same kind of uh, uh, pull to live by. It says, I want you to live by thanksgiving. And we're discovering that it's a place. It's, it's, a, it's not just this casual thank you for opening my door kind of, kind of thanks. The first week we found out that this place of thanksgiving always begins with him. Meaning this, that you can't... Actually, faith and thanksgiving, just like praise and thanks, they're synonymous in who they are, synonymous in their character, synonymous in what they do, because you can't thank without faith, and you can't have faith without thanksgiving. They work hand in hand. And when I say the place of thanksgiving begins with him, if there's not a knowledge of God, not just your knowledge of salvation, not just where it started, not just, hey, I'm saved and I'm a Christian, and, and I can tell somebody I'm a Christian, a lot of people tell people they're a Christian. Kind of common knowledge, kind of common term. A lot of people, uh, they might be a Christian, but they're not living Christian. You know what I mean by that? I'm not talking about holier than thou, and I'm not talking about just lifestyle. I'm just talking about living in a place of, oh my gosh, I'm redeemed from some things. I have a place in the kingdom of God, and there's a lot of things that kind of show up in life that, man, they don't have to be there in my life. Or if they do show up in my life, can I do something with that as a child of God? It's a place that belongs or begins with him. And here's what I'm trying to get to. You know him. You know his character. You know that when you ask and you believe and you pray and you stand, you're going to see the result that you're looking for. The biggest hindrance to results for all of us is time. Because we want it on our time. Now, I do believe you can arrive to a place where you can see immediate results. 
But that's a walk and a process for all of us. But then we found out that this place of thanksgiving is not only, it doesn't just begin with him. And again, if you watched the podcast last week, uh, uh, you know, I really enjoyed doing that podcast. First of all, let me be honest with you. The first third of it was kind of difficult because I couldn't see nobody. All I could see was Carson on the other side of the camera and everything else around me that you couldn't see was distracting and moving around. A little dog come through. You, you didn't see any of that. These things were distractions. And I'm having to sit here and there's not you and, and I'm having to preach. But after about the third of it, I kind of liked it because I didn't have to see you. <laughs> I didn't have to see you sleeping. I didn't have to see you yawning. I didn't have to see... <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. When I say something you don't like, it's all over your face. I know you don't like it. I say something you love, you respond. And I ask you to raise your hand. You don't raise your hand. and, and uh, You might as well do it because 20 people around you are. You, you stand out like I don't know what, man. I'll just fun in with you a little bit. But... Uh, Anyway, we learned on that, that podcast, we, we found out that, that the place of thanksgiving is where obstacles become opportunities. Opportunities for me to do what we learned today is really to step into a place of thanksgiving that is a place of resolve. And uh, we're going to have some fun with that. Amen? So why don't you go ahead and go with me to our text. Chase, we'll start right there, right now. Uh, our text, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 16 through 18, this word thanksgiving is so important in the scriptures that we found out that uh, out of 102 times in the scripture, the word thanksgiving or thanks or a form of that word means to give confession to or confession of. Of course, it means to thank and praise, but it also, there's another meaning that I came across yesterday just kind of will help us. It means to listen and repeat. So I'm listening to something and I'm repeating something when I'm giving thanks. And what are you giving thanks for or to? How are you giving thanks? Well, here in our text, listen to what it says. It says, be happy in your faith. So we're talking about faith. Everybody say we're talking about faith. Be happy in your faith and rejoice and be glad-hearted continually, always. Be unceasing in prayer, praying perseveringly. Thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstances. There's that word matter. No matter what the circumstances may be, be thankful and give thanks, for this is the will of God for you, the mediator of that will. I kind of skipped through that a little bit, but I want you to, so I can move on forward. Let me ask you this question. How many may be facing a battle? Don't raise your hand on this one, okay? How many in here, just want you to get you thinking, how many in here might be facing a battle bigger than yourself? You know what, a battle that is bigger than yourself, it's one you can't do anything about. Mean tomorrow, meaning tomorrow, when you wake up and you go to work or you go do, it's still going to be the same. What do you do with that? How many in here have ever, now you can raise your hand, have ever, because you're not telling us where you are now, how many have ever uh, faced a battle that's bigger than you? Let me see your hands. Absolutely. All of you have. If you're a Christian... If you're a believer, if you live for the kingdom of God, you will face battles bigger than yourself. And take note, here's why. Because the devil doesn't like you. According to the scripture, there's a devil, Satan, an enemy that you have as a Christian that you fight against. Now, he's defeated. I get that. He's under our feet. I get that, according to scripture. But he has a way of trying to challenge you on those things. 
Because the scripture says in John 10 that his main purpose, he's consumed with the thought of this. Consumed with the thought of you individually as by yourself. Don't care about the people around you. He's consumed about you to come to this place where I can steal from you, kill you, or destroy you. He's consumed with that thought. And so here's my point. The reason I said that, excuse me, is because we found out that there are two things that you have 100% control over. One is effort, 100% of the time. Effort and your attitude. Everybody has the attitude, but not everybody's given the effort necessary to win this place, this faith, and victory. It takes a little bit of effort in the kingdom of God to move forward and experience the blessings and the promises that God's presented to you. Let me tell you, next week you want to come back because next week we're going to identify some things for you. We're telling you some how-to right now, but we're going to identify what is on the table for me in this place of thanksgiving. As I'm fighting and I'm winning and moving into all these places, what is offered to me as a believer? You don't want to miss that. Because that'll be the good stuff. That'll be like pulling up to the table at Thanksgiving and you got the ham, you got the turkey, you got the green beans. Some of you don't like those. You got the sweet potato. You got everything. We're going to show you all of that next week. But I don't want to show you the good until you know how to and know what to do with the good. And can you know how to get to that good? A lot of people, I believe, are pulled up to the table, but they're never going on to the table to get what belongs to them. Because they're living in what I consider two different arenas. One of two arenas. And that kind of leads us up to where we're going today. There are really, you have have another control, a controllable in your life, and that is the arena that you will fight faith. You know what an arena is? Arena is that place where I'm in the middle and there's a battle going on. There's the arena of faith, the arena of God, which is faith and victory. And then there's the arena of the devil. There's the arena that's full of doubt and unbelief and fear and death. All within that realm. And these are two opposing realms constantly working against each other. And we want to be that that person, the place of thanksgiving is a place where I'm resolved to stay in this arena with God because the arena with God you will win, the arena of devil you will lose every single time. And if he can keep you over into this arena of the devil, and I don't want to focus on him too much today, but I want you to see if, he foc- if I stay over here too much, then I will begin to as- consume or assume its ideals and its ways and its thoughts, and it'll succumb- I'll succumb to it, and then all of a sudden I'm in this place where I'm defeated, and it'll be much more difficult to get back into the arena where I have victory. Well, because these things are opposing, what is it that's actually opposing this arena of faith in my life? What actually is over here in this arena of Satan or world? Number one, you have the, you have, you have the world over in this arena. It's way of doing things. It's ideals. It's values. The world's defined as the world you live in. And all you've got to do if you're a believer or a Christian and you've looked at the Bible at all and read anything in it, you'll find out there are a few things in the world that are contrary to what's in the Scripture. From lifestyle to thoughts to feelings to, to how you live and do life, there's some contrary things in the Scripture. What's also over in this arena is the flesh. That would be you, and every one of you has one. 
And the flesh is always warring against the ideal of victory and faith or the principle of victory and faith because the flesh wants to do what it wants to do. It wants to feel what it wants to feel. It wants to think what it wants to think. And the effort of a believer cannot allow that. At 5 o'clock, 4.30 in the morning, wind blowing 30 mile an hour, rain. The feeling is I want to sleep and not get up and go see a bunch of people at church. And if I'm ruled by that, I, that, that arena and I allow that to be my determining factor, you would be sitting here looking for someone to teach. You, we have to come to that place where that's not the ruling factor of us. Why? Let me just give you one more piece to that, and then I'll define it a little more. There's another part within this arena that's against you and that's fighting you, and that is the devil himself, principalities, powers, might, and dominion. But the Bible says that those are underneath of your feet. They're not the thing that can destroy you or take you down unless you open door to them through the flesh or through the ways of the world. And so I said a whole lot there. I get it. I can see your faces. You're kind of trying to follow me down a path. But I want you to come to this place where there is a battle that's going on in your life. And the way to overcome in this battle, to win the war that we're fighting, one way to do that is through the place of thanksgiving, is through the place of being resolved to, you know what? No. I am a child of God. I am a believer. There are some promises that belong to me. A thousand can fall at my side. 10,000 at my right hand, but it will not come near me. The intentions of the devil that are meant to harm will be turned against him, and I will have good in my life. But if there's no resolve in that, you'll have more opportunity to stay over in this realm. Because here's the word arena defined. The word arena defines as the word, excuse me, authority, dominion, controversy, uh, Uh, competition it means uh, uh, superior in knowledge so these two arenas if whichever one I'm giving them more attention to there will be superior knowledge of superior domain superior uh, um, controversy in other words I will allow that to become the dominating factor in my life I'm challenging you today here's where I want to get to I know that there's probably people out here that there is something bigger in your life that's bigger than you that you didn't cause. In other words, it was unexpected. I'm living right. I'm doing... can Can I have a pet peeve with you for a minute? I hate the phrase living right. Because I know when people say that, they're doing it out of a religious mindset and they're saying, i got to have everything in order to define my living right. Living right is living as, I, you know what, my heart's to God. I'm endeavoring to do the best I can every day. And as I learn what is best for me, I choose to allow that to be the governing factor of my life. The Word dominates me in that life. And you can't make me do it. It's a heart decision of mine and I will make that decision every day. Don't put your religion on me. Pet peeve, sorry. So when I'm choosing this place to live and I'm allowing it to be the place that I want to walk in, there will be times in your life of living that a battle will come against you that you did not do anything to cause. 
You can cause it by yielding to the world. You can cause it by being fleshy in who you are. Absolutely. In other words, two years ago on Christmas Eve, what happened to me? I'm coming down that road. i got to get home. I hit that stoplight up there. It was yellow, and I knew I could make it. So I chose, my own idea was, all i got to do is go a little faster, and I'll get through it, and I'll get home on time. I didn't know that at the same intersection, there was a sheriff sitting, coming this way, when I chose to go this way, and guess what choice he made? <laughs> to swing out and to pull me over, and I had all of you people of you blowing your horn at me as I'm going by. <laughs> Christmas Eve. So there's consequences to my own actions. And I put myself in positions sometimes that I could, do, could have done differently. I get that. But my blessed Lord, there are times that I get in some things. That's a real religious statement, isn't it? <laughs> That's a good one. I get in, my, get in pickles sometimes that I didn't cause. And that's the arena I want to pull you out of. I want to pull you back into the arena of faith and victory this morning. I want to pull you to where it's not something holding you back anymore. I want to pull you to... The, I keep looking at my time. I'm I want to pull you to where you walk out today staring that bigger in the face and saying, I didn't cause you and my God will turn this out for good. Come on. I'm done. Let's go home. We're done. <laughs> go with me to 2 Chronicles Chase, chapter 20. I skipped a million scriptures. Let's go to 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Hey, I'm, I'm having to go to old school today. Notes. I used to depend on these things big time. And you can see I'm depending on it today for sure. But uh, I was studying, and I don't have an NIV translation. I got it on my phone and iPad. That's too difficult for me to use. So I went back to old school. So Christmas, if you want to give me a gift, give me an NIV. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't do that, please. Second Chronicles chapter 20, in this account, in this story, uh, from really from 17 over to 21, I believe is where it ends, you kind of see this short life of Jehoshaphat. And I know you maybe be familiar with the story where they win the battle by praise and worship. We'll get there maybe. But I want to pull out some greater principles in this that I think will help us in this place of things that are we didn't cause. Jehoshaphat... Really, his, he's a descendant of, of David, and uh, <clears throat> now he's king, and he's known for being really, really good at what he's doing. But one of the things he's really known for was very similar to his extended father, David, was he had a heart after God. And he didn't do things without going to God first. The place of thanksgiving begins where? With him. So the principle is there with Jehoshaphat. And we see Jehoshaphat at this place. Things are going really good for him. Money's not an issue. He's got hundreds of armies in different places that are able to, you know, fight. He's protected all the way around as far as he thinks. And life's just going good for him. He had made a couple mistakes earlier in chapter 17 and 18. We'll talk about it in a minute. But at this point in this scripture, chapter 20, it's going good. Everybody say, it's going good. good. So in chapter 20, I want to point something out. It's going to be very cool. Look at verse 1. After this, the Moabites and the Ammonites with some of the Minyanites came to make war on Jehoshaphat. Some men came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the sea. It is already in, I'm not even going to try that this service like I did first service. Here's what's happening. Everything's going good. 
Everything's good for him. And all of a sudden, he's got his people around him that come to him and tell him, there's a vast army coming after you. And it's getting ready to be really bad in your world. And here's the point that I want to make. What makes this even more pointed is Jehoshaphat did not have time to uh, get a, a war strategy. He was good at war. He didn't have time to go get men alongside him that were, uh, you know, kind of create a strategy, a plan to defeat this because he was known for defeating and being a winner. He didn't have time to do any of that. This is off surprise. And to make this even more challenging, if you study the, gene- the geological side of this, he's, they're 25 miles away. Just around the corner, he ain't got time to do nothing but do what he's known to do, and that's go to God. You might be in that place. He didn't cause this. He didn't expect this. He didn't anticipate this. But there's a principle here that I want you to see in these next few verses that will help us. What do I do in this place of thanksgiving? Matter of fact, if you, when you study this chapter, chapter 20, you can do it on your own. And you see every word that's the word praise in this verse, in this chapter. Lots of them. Our word for praise has been the word yoda, which means, I told you, give confession to and to give thanks. This word praise is a little bit different. It's got a little bit of a kick up in it. It comes from the word halal or tehillah. And the tehillah definition of this word has the same effects as tequila did in your old life. Yeah. It's the truth. And the instruction, let's get some more and then we'll get to this place. Look at verse 3. The word that I see that's very powerful here in 2 Chronicles 20, verse 3. Look at that first word. What's it say? Alarm. Alarm. Do you think he's alarmed right now? He's got, the. it's actually, it kind of, if you look at the numbers, there's about 500,000 men coming at him right now. 25 miles away. And I think that represents trial in our life, that you might have a bigger trial facing you tomorrow, that bank account, that loved one, that sickness, that disease, that poverty, that lack, that marriage, whatever, and it ain't changing for you. You're not seeing it. And tomorrow when you get home, it's going to be the same. When you get home today, it's going to be the same. And you're going to still be staring at it. You are alarmed You know, a lot of times what we do is we give things to the Lord, but we still carry the worry of it. A lot of times, I know you don't like that. A lot of times we give things to the Lord, but we still carry the stress of it, which really means what? We've not given God anything. We're really standing in this arena, the arena of doubt and unbelief and fear and you will do try to give it to God because your heart's right. But if you spend more time in this arena, what will happen is you will always yield to oh, someone giving it over, but you're really not, and it'll defeat you. So Jehoshaphat's alarmed. Look what he says. Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord. It all begins with him. And he says, and he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. The word Judah actually really is defined as praise. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. Verse 5, just to get us on this course. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in front of the new courtyard and said. Go back to verse 3. Look what it says. They came together. 
Two chapters earlier, what happened in Jehoshaphat's life, he was invited to come fight a battle with a king, somebody on the same page with him, somebody that knew battle like him, someone that has the same kind of wisdom as him. There was only one difference. This king was willing to compromise something in the life that Jehoshaphat was known not to compromise, and that was to go to God first with everything. But just like you and I can do it sometime, Jehoshaphat, two chapters earlier, came alongside that king and sided with him and said, you know what, okay, I'm going to give you my armies, I'm going to give you some of my men, and we will fight this for you. And Jehoshaphat actually said, I don't think we're supposed to do this, but he did it anyway. How many times have we done something anyway when we know anyway it's going to be a bad day? He did it anyway. And the result of that choice that he made, the king himself that was on side with him, was, everybody was killed except Jude, except Jehoshaphat and those closest to him. The reason I say that is, listen to me, guys. The arena, two choices. The arena of doubt and unbelief, fear, the world, your flesh. The arena of faith and victory. It's imperative, absolutely imperative, who you connect yourself up with if you want to come out of this battle that's bigger than you. Because this would not have occurred the way it did. Eventually you will see that people came together, they sought the Lord together, and in the next eight to ten verses, they encouraged themselves in the Lord to stir their faith up, and then the result was God spoke to that group of people and he says, you know what? Be strong. Take courage. The battle is not yours. You will fight and win this battle. But he said something. He told this group of people, you will need to stand and you will need to face off with the enemy. In other words, so many times we go into battle, we tuck tail and do nothing and we just believe and there's nothing coming out of my mouth to win this battle. The word thanksgiving has a voice to it. The word thanksgiving has a power up underneath of it. The word thanksgiving is defined in the New Testament as confession and holding fast to the same thing that God has said about you. And if that is never coming out of your mouth, if it's something you're not doing, you will absolutely yield to the arena of doubt and unbelief. What I'm telling you is you need people that will pull you over and come alongside you to win the battle that you're facing. It's important where you hang out. It's important who you hang out with. It's important who's talking around you because you'll yield to who they're talking. Don't fool yourself to think. Now, here's where religion gets in. But, but pastor, aren't we supposed to win the loss? Yeah, but you ain't winning. Nobody defeated. You can decree it all you want, but you stand there and you're defeated in front of them and there's the same talks coming out of your mouth that was coming out of their mouth. You ain't winning them. You're just yielding to the life that they're living. You're in the same arena. I'm not saying I don't want to go into that arena. I'm just saying I'm acknowledging when it's not good for me to be in that arena, I'm pulling myself over into this arena because guess what? Today, tomorrow maybe we'll talk. But right now, today, i got a bigger problem in my life, and it ain't you, and it's going to change the direction and the course of my life, and I'm making a decision to get alongside people that are going to walk that same talk, talk that same talk, fight that same fight. I'm spitting all over myself now. If you want to win a battle, 
This place of thanksgiving is I'm resolved to do it because I realize there's a lot of different types of battle, but this way I win is the exact same way. It is through faith and believing in the God that I believe in. And that faith works off of belief and confession. Hebrews 10, 23 says, hold fast. Why do you think you got to hold fast? Because something's trying to pull it away from you. To the confession, profession, confession of my belief. With full assurance, resolve that what I said, that what will be done is that my God is faithful to that promise. And if there's nobody around you saying that, you'll become an island on your own. And that island will defeat you every single time. Nobody wants to fight a battle against the devil alone. Stand up with me for a few minutes. <clears throat> the question is then, what arena will I choose to live by? Will I choose to live by the arena of doubt and unbelief? Probably so sometimes. When you do, having the right people to choose and to pull you over into the arena of faith and victory is imperative. Do you have friends? Do you have people in your life that see what you can't see? That know what maybe you don't know? That stand maybe when you won't stand? That are strong maybe when you're weak? That will tell you the truth and not a lie? Because that's how you're going to win the battle in this arena. It's interesting to me that the people of Judah and Jerusalem, the word that they got from the Lord went against everything that they could imagine. They were told to do nothing but praise and worship and give thanks. And they were told to do it before they could see the victory in front of them. They were told to go out and face off and stand your ground and they were together in their stand. So here's my question for you. Can you see victory in your life? Can you hear victory? Do you know victory? Here's how to begin that place of victory in your life. Say it with me. I see a victory. Oh, come on. Say, I see a victory. Oh, come on. Say it with me. I see a victory.